You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site now. You will check out my initial fantasy football rookie rankings. We're looking at redraft, but also keeping in mind Dynasty League there. So my top 30. So what we're going to do here on today's show, as promised, we're going to break down the rankings here. So initially what I'm looking at... Across the board, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and a few tight ends of note this year as well that we have to think about. So a lot of good stuff there. I'll break those down for you here as we slowly work to looking at our uh, consensus rankings there for overall half-point PPR across the board. We're going to break those things down for you at some point here coming up. So we want to look at the rookies and see where they stand right now, and uh, we'll do that here with my top 30. So we'll do 10 each segment, break it down for you. Check out Peacock and Williamson here on the network. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your previews and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let us go to our rookie rankings here. And again, you can check out these in depth at sportingnews.com. We're going to break them down here for you as well. Who's number one on the board? I'm going to say it's Najee Harris. We talked a lot about him. Automatically RB2 if he goes to the Steelers. That was our bold prediction. Sticking by that, and I think he has some RB1 potential here. He's going to be the lead back for sure. They had Benny Snell and Jalen Samuels. Uh, they moved on from James Conner. But use the first-round pick on Najee Harris. You want to upgrade your running game. The Steelers' offensive line is still pretty good. I think they didn't invest as much as we would like up front after losing some guys there, including Pouncey and Matt Filer and Alejandro Villanueva. But I think they're confident in Zach Manor and uh, David DeCastro and the remaining offensive linemen here to be pretty good run blocking. We know this is a dangerous 11 personnel passing team with their receivers, and uh, they now have a little bit of extra tight end help as well. Roethlisberger's a dink and dunk guy at this point. They need to lean on the running game a lot. So Najee Harris, however you slice it, half-point PPR. Number one on the board and a very appealing RB2. The next guy on my board, we talked about him a little bit wherever he goes there, whether it was the Dolphins or Bengals, the two teams most attached to him. Jamar Chase, I have him as my uh, wide receiver two that I'm targeting as a rookie there, so big separation between him and Jalen Wall and Devonta Smith. Chase ends up in a better spot. This is a team that's going to use 11 personnel, have a pretty high passing volume. You had two guys there, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, were rather productive when healthy last year with Joe Burrow. Burrow has great chemistry with Jamar Chase. He channels a lot of the skill set of Justin Jefferson and then some. So talent-wise, situation-wise, quarterback-wise, everything really lines up here for Jamar Chase being an elite fantasy football product right away so I like him as a wide receiver too with a bullet here for the Bengals and maybe the touchdowns are going to be the question mark of Justin Jefferson didn't quite get enough touchdowns to break into wide receiver one but Jamar Chase in the top 24 for sure 
as a receiver in half-point PPR, as he is the new go-to guy, I think, in Cincinnati. All right, let us uh, turn to the next guy. This is Travis Etienne. I had a hard time ranking Travis Etienne with the Jaguars here, the rookie from Clemson. You have Carlos Hyde in the mix, but the biggest concern there is James Robinson. Big gear as an undrafted free agent there, so big, big year we know for uh, Hyde uh, coming in, and Robinson there already established as a undrafted steal there from last year, going over a thousand yards, rushing a scrimmage stud, scoring 10 touchdowns, so really uh, questionable why they w- went this way, except it's a new coaching staff, it's not Doug Marone and his offense here, so pivoting here to Different style of team. We'll maybe want to get Etienne out there as a receiver quite a bit. And this team could be checking down and throwing quite a bit. Trailing as their defense is rebuilding. Etienne is also capable as an early down back and a scorer. We know that. And he's got great chemistry with Lawrence. So all these weird chemistry situations there with mostly wide receivers. But also this running back Etienne. So James Robinson, pretty durable guy. Produced a lot as a rookie when they didn't have much else there. It was a highlight and revelation of their season post Leonard Fournette. Hyde is only a backup at this point in his career. So Etienne is a real threat to Robinson's touches here. So being careful with him, however, because of Robinson and saying he's an RB3 to target here as the third rookie on the board. The next one is uh, Javonta Williams. He's a running back that is now a member of the Denver Broncos. He uh, came from North Carolina. He was the big power back there, complimenting Michael Carter, who's with the Jets. We'll get into him a little bit later. But they traded up to get Williams. Not a good sign for Melvin Gordon. He can do pretty much everything you want in early downs, pass protect as well when you need him, and also a finish in the red zone. Powerful runner. Going to get some chunk runs there. Not much as a receiver quite yet, but can develop in that area there to stay on the field. So Melvin Gordon is a pretty good receiver. We know that. So he might be the third down guy for Denver. They also like Royce Freeman a little bit in that capacity, but Freeman might be the odd man out here in terms of usage post Philip Lindsay. So again, we're looking at this situation where Javante Williams should be sooner rather than later have a key role for the Broncos. Draft him as an RB3 here, their fourth rookie on the board. Our fifth Rookie is Kyle Pitts. Finally, we get to Kyle Pitts, the tight end from the Falcons, who went number four overall. I do like Kyle Pitts a lot, but it does take tight end sometimes a a year to settle. I don't think Kyle Pitts is that type of receiver. He's got two guys to play off of here, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. He can be a force in the red zone for Matt Ryan. Again, we estimated like maybe a, a floor for him is around 606. 600 yards, 6 TDs, but 707, 808, these are all possibilities. That's how much high upside that Kyle Pitts has, and he can give you a definite advantage at that position. People might be shying away a little bit as a rookie because we've seen the history with rookie tight ends, but to me, he's in the middle of the road. And I'd say after the first tier is gone, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and uh, Darren Waller, then you start looking at him. You have T.J. Hawkinson and a few other people there that you might consider at tight end over Kyle Pitts. But, yeah, he's firmly in the first half of uh, tight end ones here, and that's how you should target him in your draft. So, yeah, typical you know 7 to 10 round pick there, however you look at it overall when you're building a roster. But Pitts is a good value for your starter at the position and can really – add to the dynamic nature of it overall in this league. And really tight end was a question mark just a couple years ago. We didn't have a lot of tight ends, but now they've reemerged here with a wave of uh, talent coming in led by now Pitts. 
All right, Justin Fields is number six, the Bears quarterback here. They drafted up or traded up to draft him at number 11 overall. So you got a good, pretty good offense here. Keep in mind, Mitchell Trubisky is pretty productive. We've seen Trubisky run and also help his production with Matt Nagy. Now you have Bill Lazor in the offense, Andy Dalton being touted as a QB1. That was before the draft. I think Fields is a guy. I would say I would bet on him to win the job here. I mean, good weapons, Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, David Montgomery, Cole Komet. Maybe you get something more out of Anthony Miller. You also have Daz Newsom in there. So, and again, the running gives you a good baseline for fantasy football that we like as a runner. So, Fields landed in a very good spot here to be very productive. Trubisky can be a good streaming option, deep QB1. Then, especially Justin Fields should be drafted as a QB2 as a rookie. Assuming and we're confident that he's going to displace Andy Dalton here right away. Speaking of Michael Carter, we talked about him, the other North Carolina back. He's more of the speech through explosive type. He went to the Jets. The Jets kind of re- trying to reconstruct the 49ers running game in their own right with Mike LaFleur coming over from San Francisco, zone blocking scheme. You have Tevin Coleman, who was the former 49er. He's in the mix. The Michael Pirine, Josh Adams, Ty Johnson. These guys are not special. Michael Carter has a special second gear. Big play runner, so... Don't sleep on Michael Carter having a feature-type role here for the Jets. Here, I think it could be a little bit of a committee approach, but we know Coleman hasn't been able to stay healthy. P. Ryan had his own injury issues. I don't think they're going to carry uh, P. Ryan, Ty Johnson, and Josh Adams, so they'll cut someone there. So Carter, the opportunity will be knocked for him, and the talent is certainly there to be productive there as the Jets revamp their entire offense with Zach Wilson. The next guy to target, uh, again, Carter's an RB4. So is this guy, Trey Sermon. For the 49ers, I mean, you look at Raheem Mostert and uh, Jeff Wilson, pretty good guys to have, but they couldn't stay healthy last year. You also used a six-round pick on Elijah Mitchell, so that might tell you where Kyle Shannon is heading with the running game. Once have more options with the durability issues with Mostert and Wilson. So looking at Trey Sermon, gliding a big runner there that can make some plays here. Uh, works well in the outside zone blocking scheme. Just a smooth guy, glides a little bit. Uh, He's not special in any way, but again, a system back that is going to find the speed, quickness. He's not going to create for his own, but with all his help with the 49ers offensive line, we're going to watch out for him, especially knowing that Wilson and Mostert were tough to trust to stay healthy here in this backfield. Next up is Jalen Waddle. He's a wide receiver four target here. You do have Will Fuller there that you're a little concerned about, but Fuller does have the injury history, the durability concerns and uh, the suspension and all that so again it's all about can you get on the field to be a consistent player out there I think Preston Williams is in trouble so you want uh, Jalen Waddle to work in the slot consistently 11 personnel here and be a top three target for this team usurp uh, Mike Kiseki here you should easily displace Wilson or Williams I should say and really Wilson and Grant and some of these other uh, guys that sound like presidents the Dolphins had on their roster at wide receiver so very uh, good situation here for uh, Jalen Waddle to look at here for the Dolphins. We want to see it develop. Again, he's got some uh, Tyreek Hill type upside here. So we can't wait to see uh, Jalen Waddle in a uniform and uh, do his thing here. Big play playmaker. So a little flashy there in that regard, but still wide receiver four. Devontae Smith could be steadier for the Eagles with a little bit of flash as well. So it's tough between Waddle and Smith, who I like better. I mean... Waddle reuniting with Tutagwola, Smith reuniting with Jalen Hurts. This is a pretty bad receiving core other than Jalen Rieger, the first round pick. Greg Ward is okay in the slot, but Travis Fulgham, John Hightower, Quez Watkins, Ortega Whiteside, uh, just uh, some really questionable 
receivers there. Then you have Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. Those guys after Rieger might be the biggest competition right now if Ertz stays there for Smith's uh, touches here. But yeah, wide receiver four there for Devonta Smith. Notice we didn't uh, talk about Trevor Lawrence. Well, he will lead our next segment there as we get into our next 10 in my fantasy football rankings. But yeah, good place to start there with uh, Waddle and Smith. And these are all guys that uh, you want to uh, target as uh, later on picks in your draft. And uh, again, wide receiver four status for both Waddle and Smith. And they say connected here as they go into the NFL season first year as rookies. All right, uh, we'll get into the Lawrence breakdown in a moment. But hey, football fans, listen up. Eugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster, GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Eugenics Total T, text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. So if you're 40, don't let... Age get in the way. Get your edge back with Eugenics. There's a reason Eugenics has been the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. It works. Plus, text now. They'll include a bottle of Eugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT, that's D-R-A-F-T, to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is also brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working day. Rings sure to bring joy into our life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into our life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. I checked all these out. I'm blown away by the beautiful, simple ring there from Lola Fenhurst. You got Michelle Fantasy. You got Aurora Lopez Mejia, Platte Boutique. So many good designers there they can choose from. So you're going to pick out a winner no matter what with the one of these rings. So... If you're on the hunt for a perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. All right, let's continue the show, breaking down my rookie rankings. We got through the top 10, ending with Waddle and Smith. Let's go to number 11. Trevor Lawrence comes up here. So he is a potential QB, too. We know Gardner Minshew had some of that value as a streamer, so you got some decent weapons here. DJ Chark, Levis Cachineau, Marvin Jones Jr., Etienne out of the backfield. So some weapons there. Lawrence's talent is there. Could see a little bit of Justin Herbert, a little bit of Joe Burrow in him and producing. So certainly is viable there to look at as a QB2, just not as appealing should Fields end up starting there immediately for the Bears. The next one is number 12, Trey Lance. This is a bit of a projection on my part, kind of splitting the difference, where I think if uh, you see Trey Lance start for the 49ers, I think he has the potential to uh, be a really top QB1 here. So I think you look at it, I talked about it, Lance in the system, going there with the high upside, with all the weapons and the running ability, all things add up to having a special rookie year if he can get on the field and start over Juma Garoppolo. That's a big if, but that's why I was pulling the difference, putting him at uh, 12 here in the top 15 in my rookie rankings. Uh, I want his upside. I think he could start at any time as well, even if Jimmy Garoppolo starts early. 
you could see a quick situation where Garoppolo, with his injury history, like Tyrod Taylor last year, where you quickly see Lance get in the lineup, uh, they sell Garoppolo's a bridge, and all of a sudden it changes quickly here. So Trey Lance is someone I want to look at, stash. He has much higher upside than, say, like a Derek Carr, or someone you would draft like that in the later rounds, or a Drew Locke. Just to get a guy as your second QB, I much would prefer Trey Lance here with his upside because he could be a league winner if he gets in and plays there in uh, fantasy football for the majority of the 2021 season. The next guy is Rashad Bateman, a wide receiver here for the Ravens. He was the first-round pick. They had two first-rounders. They used another receiver pick later with Tylon Wallace from Oklahoma State. They also had Sammy Watkins re-signed there with uh, Greg Roman. He's had some production with Greg Roman in the past from Buffalo. So a lot of things we're trying to figure out away from Marquise Hollywood-Brown. But Bateman profiles more as a complete number one. He can play off Mark Andrews, finish in the red zone, all that stuff. So we're going to watch him, but... I, th- I think he's worth drafting really late as a wide receiver six. The next guy, number 14, and these are still guys that I would think about drafting, Kenneth Gainwell of the Eagles. They wanted some insurance behind Miles Sanders. They just had Boston Scott there. They need a little bit of help. So, again, Kenneth Gainwell, we're going to watch him. I really liked him from Memphis. If you're looking for a handcuff, I think Gainwell is probably going to emerge as the best option off the bench Behind Sanders and his new coaching staff, so nothing guaranteed for Sanders here with his touches and workload. Finally, the last guy I would draft among uh, these guys in my rookie rankings, number 15, Zach Wilson of the Jets. Again, he has some upside as well. Pretty good weapons. Corey Davis, Denzel Mims, for now, both James Crowder and Elijah Moore. All the tight ends are intact. They got better receiving skills at running back here. So some weapons here, some high volume. The Jets defense is going to go through lumps in transition. Certainly Wilson can throw a lot. He can run just a little bit as well to produce. So, yeah, a lot of uh, starting potential here, at least off the bench here from your rookie quarterback. So, to recap, I think Justin Fields and uh, Trevor Lawrence are the solid uh, QB2s. I'm just feeling good about both of them starting. Lance has that QB2 with upside. And if you're in a deeper league looking for an option here, Zach Wilson could also emerge. So, I like him with one of the last picks, maybe 16th round pick with uh, your... 17-rounder there as a QB3 that I would think about stashing in deeper leagues. All right, now we'll go to uh, my watch list here. That starts with number 16. I'm on Ross St. Brown. We'll go over these guys quickly. They're in need of a slot receiver without Danny Amendola. They need receivers in general. Brashad Perryman and uh, Tyrell Williams are the veteran options for Jared Goff. Goff likes the slot. Iman Ross St. Brown has a lot of those Cooper Cup toughness qualities in the slot, so... We'll watch him for sure. I liked him from USC. A little bit of a Juju Smith-Schuster light clone. So we know what Juju did as a rookie as well. So we're going to watch Amon Ross St. Brown. Number 17 is another handcuff situation. Chuba Hubbard there from Oklahoma State. So I think uh, they're definitely going to look at him as the number two there for Christian McCaffrey. There are other options now where Rodney Smith and Reggie Bonifon. Mike Davis side with the Falcons. So Hubbard, great spot here to be. The preferred handcuff behind Chris McCaffrey. We knew how valuable that was last year with McCaffrey's injury. So Sermon, again, behind uh, Mostert and Wilson. That's going to be value because the injury's there. Sanders, not exactly the most durable guy yet for the Eagles. So Gainwell has value, and so does now Hubbard. Speaking of handcuffs, watch out for Javian Hawkins being a handcuff to Mike Davis, who left the Panthers here. Kadri Olsen, Tony Brooks-James, Cordell Patterson. These are their other running backs in Atlanta. Signed as an undrafted free agent from Louisville. So he could be this year's uh, 
James Robinson. We're going to watch him for sure here. So we know it's a great running system with Arthur Smith. Upgraded the offensive line a little bit for Atlanta. Again, definitely a void to, for someone to step up in that backfield. Davis is not the most durable guy himself. He's a little bit older. He's bounced around. He's more of a journeyman. Hawkins could be special in this offense. We're going to watch him. Number 18 on my rankings there. Fantasy football rookies. The next guy we'll look at is Elijah Moore. This all depended on uh, Jamison Crowder. I want to stash Elijah Moore, but it's hard when you have uh, the combination of Davis, Mims, and Crowder ahead of him. I mean, just too many mouths to feed there for a rookie quarterback there. So we want Moore to step in as a dedicated slot and 11 personnel, be the busy target. And then I think he has a chance to produce a little bit better than Mims behind Corey Davis. And Corey Davis will be the clear number one. So... We're watching Elijah Moore, dynamic player, works the middle of the field very well. They use a second-round pick on him, so they want to get him on the field. So watch if Crowder gets cut, then he bumps up a little bit in the rankings, and then we'll see if uh, we have a good chemistry rookie on rookie with uh, Wilson and Moore that helps him produce a little bit better than Mims, who they took last year, and the veteran Davis. All right, number 20 to round out the segment is Amari Rogers of the Packers. Uh, Marcus Valdez-Scanling, you tried to extract consistent production from him and Alan Lazard didn't quite work opposite Devontae Adams who had the monster year and basically it was the Aaron Rodgers Devontae Adams show so you need a complimentary receiver does Rodgers trust Rodgers because the last name rookies uh, need to warm up to Aaron Rodgers a little bit is Aaron Rodgers going to be there on top of everything else so all these question marks but Rodgers certainly in a good spot Amari that is playing in this offense potentially being a bigger playmaker here to complement uh, Adams and uh the key is going to be getting the trust from Rodgers if, again, he's still the starting quarterback. All right, let's uh, take a break here, and we'll get down to our last uh, 10 that we'll break down for you. I do have to tell you about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. This week has had tons of sports action on the go. We had the NFL Draft. We had the Kentucky Derby. Plenty more to come, including the last two legs of the Triple Crown. Get all the latest news and odds and information for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest informations. They also have prop bets you can check out in futures for the NFL. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Is this your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs with hoops? and hockey head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit all you have to do is enter the promo code locked on that's a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit with the promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts we also have to tell you again about built bar the taste best tasting protein bar ever it's the protein bar that tastes like a dessert what's your favorite built bar flavor there's awesome flavors here that nine delicious flavors to check out that are on the roster added here. You can uh, go coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. I know my favorite one is peanut butter brownie, classic flavor. I just like peanut butter and chocolate, and that gets me every time. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you get two of the each of the nine delicious flavors that are in that box. So check it out. You'll get all those flavors and uh it's good because you want a different built bar every day that's how good they are they all taste great so you want a little bit of variety and the mix box is going to do it for you there and most of the flavors are packed with 17 grams protein 130 calories only only four grams sugar only four grams net carbs and then at most you get uh, 180 calories five grams sugar five grams net carbs so pretty good so 
you're either getting 17 or 18 grams of protein with each built bar so that's awesome and uh you can really uh mix out those uh flavors and uh really have a delicious uh, bar to get you going every day and before mother's day uh keep in mind here that this is a great gift for her mom as well moms i know love built bar send her a box and you're sure to be your favorite at least for a while until you get her that next box of built bars and it's great now to get in on Bilt Bar. Just go to BiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D, all caps, the number's 1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. All right, let us uh, continue and close the show looking at my fantasy football rankings here for 2021, at least the early edition. Rondell Moore comes up at 21. This is a tough one because I really like the player. I don't love the situation. Larry Fitzgerald may retire, but he have DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, AJ Green, Andy Isabella. So Kirk and Isabella, very similar redundant skill set to those two guys, speed and quickness. He's a short player. Is he a gadget player? Are they going to get him out of space as a runner? All these type of question marks with Rondell Moore. So just watch him, but uh, you cannot draft Rondell Moore in that situation. You can't draft either Ramondre Stevenson for the Patriots power back, classic power back. You have Damon Harris and James White. You have uh, Sonny Michelle in there as well. So we have to see Stevenson carve out a role, but he's certainly capable of being a big back the way Garrett Blunt was, scoring touchdowns, putting up big numbers on the ground that way, straight up rushing. So it's probably not good news for Sonny Michelle if uh, Stevenson displaces Michelle in training camp and is set for a role where Damian Harris goes into the Rex Burkhead swing role, James White stays in the dedicated receiving role. All these things that we can know. Patriots backfield is frustrating, but you can't totally ignore it. And Stevenson is back with a talent where we want to pay attention. The next one is Kadarius Toney. He was a first-round pick for the Giants, but 23rd in my fantasy football rankings because, look, in terms of rookies, I mean, he is not a great spot. Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph, and one Saquon Barkley out of the backfield healthy. So, I get why they wanted Tony. Made some big plays. It was a little bit questionable in that sense where this was the wrong team. But I love the value there for the Giants after the trade down with the Bears. So we'll see. Maybe they're not in long there for Sterling Shepard or Darius Slayton. They want Galladay. Want to mix up this passing game here for Jason Garrett. So we'll watch Tony. But again, a lot of mounts to feed with Daniel Jones and a little bit more experience with all the other guys as well. Terrace Marshall, we have to see if the Panthers give him a regular role right now. I'm not sure if he's going to be out there at 11 personnel because he profiles as a side-speed outside receiver. DJ Moore is pretty much an outside guy. Robbie Anderson is an outside guy. So maybe a contingency looking ahead to Robbie Moore or Robbie Anderson being a free agent. Uh, we kind of mix those guys together. But don't assume that Sam Darnold being there, that Robbie Anderson is going to be featured and all that based on last year. DJ Moore is their better overall receiver. Marshall kind of profiles a lot like Anderson, so unless you see some regular work in the slot, it's hard to look at Terrence Marshall here. I actually like Shai Smith, the receiver they got there on day three from South Carolina. I think he's a little bit better for the slot. So we got to see a lot of things with Joe Brady's thinking, new quarterback situation, all these uh, moving pieces here for the Panthers before we can trust Terrence Marshall. All right, Nico Collins went to the Texans. Big target there. They have a lot of small guys, and weirdly, all these guys start with the uh, C and CO really it's so, so quite a committee and company it is in Houston the Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, Kiki Kuti, Chris Conley and now Nico, Nico Collins so big target has a good catch radius but again very crowded at this 
the position, and we're not sure about the quarterback situation. Tylen Wallace, I like him as a receiver. Bad landing spot with the Ravens behind Perryman and Watkins and Hollywood Brown and Miles Boykin and James Prochet and Devin Duvernay. So Tylen Wallace, we're going to watch certainly for sure. Carve out a role, see where he is, but developmental, I think, number three or number four receiver for that team at best. Well, you see uh, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews, and Rashad Bateman, the first rounder, be the main targets there for Lamar Jackson. Another pick by the Texans at number 27 to help their uh, passing game, Brevin Jordan. I really liked him. I thought he could be a second or third round pick out of Miami. Pure receiver there. So maybe he can carve out a role here, whoever's the quarterback. Tyra Taylor, Deshaun Watson, Davis Mills. One of those guys being the quarterback. So Brevin Jordan, I think, is a lot of promise. I think you'll more see it in year two. But keep an eye on it him in year one if there's uh, some question marks at uh, tight end we're looking for some streaming help there same thing goes with pat freermuth he goes in a tough situation with eric ebron the tight end from penn state well-rounded here overall a good blocker so you can help Najee harris a lot in that capacity a lot of mouths to feed there as well with uh, juju smith schuster deontay johnson chase claypool ebron to some degree harris out of the backfield so definitely ben roethlisberger is going to have to warm up a little bit to freermuth a little bit of heath miller in freermuth um, so let's watch that here with his role. He was very productive. We know as a receiver at Penn State. So we'll watch him, but I think his value might come more next year if they move on from Juju Smith-Schuster. And uh, again, we want to see what they do with Ebron as well with Ben Roethlisberger. Number 29 is the other 49ers running back. They drafted Elijah Mitchell, more the Matt Breida type, where Trey Sermon is the more Tevin Coleman type, is the big back here. So Again, Mitchell has got to fight to get on the field here. May not even make the team as a sixth-rounder. So we'll watch that here. But, yeah, Trey Sermon, a lot of appeal. And the two running backs tells you the 49ers are serious about upgrading their backfield production with Mustard and Jeff Wilson. The final quarterback we'll talk about on this list and the final player in my top 30 is Mac Jones. He makes the cut here finally at the end. Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels. Will they start him? We'll see. I think it's 50-50 over Cam Newton. But I think if they start a quarterback, what is this team going to be based on the running game? They added Stevenson to the mix. They have a good offensive line, power back, do that. They have very good defense, a more grinding type approach here, caretaker type approach with the quarterbacks. That doesn't set up for fantasy football very well. You have two very good tight ends there that can help a rookie quarterback, Hunter Henry and Jordan Smith. But receiving cornerstone flux, questions there. And Mac Jones doesn't run, and that hurts. I mean, all those other guys can run a little bit, even Lawrence and Wilson to some degree, Fields and Lance at the highest degree. But Jones is going to be none of that among the five first-round picks, especially in this Patriot system. Even though they incorporate running for Cam Newton, that's because they had to because Newton wasn't offering much of the passing. Here they're going to hope for smart, quick decision-making, pocket passing from Jones and go forward with that. So, again, not even a good chance that Jones sees the field here. I think of all these uh, rookie quarterbacks, including Lance versus Garoppolo, I think Jones versus Newton maybe have the least chance to get out there right away because it's a complicated offense with Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. And again, even if he's out there, I'm not going to be feeling great about Mac Jones and fantasy here in 2021. You need to wait and see how things develop more with uh, the Patriots offense, supporting cast, and all that. All right, so there you have it. There's a look at my top 30 initial fantasy football rookie rankings here for 2021, keeping in mind uh, both uh, redraft and dynasty leagues. So thanks so much for listening. Uh, we will uh, go in a different direction there on uh, tomorrow's show. We'll look at uh, some uh, situations that have been changed a lot by the draft. So did a story on that as well. So the 
veterans that uh, we've liked in fantasy football that are in trouble. We'll uh, focus a little bit more on them on tomorrow's show. So check that out. Also, check that, make sure you're checking out uh, Locked On Today here on the network. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes of Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. We'll look tomorrow at uh, veterans in trouble there in the fantasy football that we want to knock down our rankings for 2021. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.